Welcome to WW Recap, featuring the five-minute Raw recap, starting now. Our ranking for the episode, 88%, must-watch. If you can only see one match this episode, guest host Erica Curry recommends Andrade vs. Sin Cara. Paige is out to introduce the Kabuki Warriors, and they turn on her. Wow! WWE is finally acknowledging the colonialist underpinnings of the narrative and have given Asuka and Kyrie agency to rise up against their white savior? And is this actually indirect support for the uprising in Hong Kong? Does Asuka's mask mirror the masks worn by protesters fighting against the Chinese police state? Has WWE become, dare I say it, woke? In unrelated news, WWE is releasing a special deluxe edition of Fighting With My Family for Christmas... Oh. <sighs> Never mind. Compelled to bring Asuka and Kyrie to justice is Becky Lynch, who rushes in and gives the Kabuki Warriors the business before an official match is made between Bex and just Kyrie that just makes too much sense. Until we get the long-awaited dream team-up of Becky and Jerry Lawler, not a bad way to start the show. Becky gets the mistreat win, and FEMA gets the call to come clean up the toxic mess left by Asuka. With no 24-7 championship and no Carmella, a newly bespectacled R-Truth is footloose and fancy-free with more than just his grasp on the English language. A formally booked match? Is that allowed? Truth gets one with 205 Live refugee Buddy Murphy, who is not Truth's buddy. What he is is Truth's vanquisher, aided by the interruption of the 24-7 title chase, which does a few laps around the ring just to get their Fitbit steps in. An AOP promo is followed by a Street Profits promo, and now all I want is a Freaky Friday switch where Street Pain sits in a dark room talking with subtitles like an airplane. Shimofo, butter laying into the bone, jacking me up. Tight me. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Cuddy say can't hang. Oh, stewardess, I speak jive. Oh, good. And the authors of Profit spend their time bedazzling various drinking implements. Solo cups, water bottles, world's best dad mugs, Japanese tea ceremony sets. And why not a wrestling match between two wrestlers who are good at it? Ricochet and Drew McIntyre don't know why not. But does Ricochet know what happened that he needs square kinesio tape? Big gulps, sippy cups. Segment's over, Chan. In an event, the pair put on a show as Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and Jimmy Hart look on, hopefully making sure to drink water and sit down as needed. The high-flying match comes to an end by DQ thanks to the proverbial RKO out of nowhere from Randy Orton, much to the delight of a plucky little red-haired girl in the audience that the cameraman focuses on so much she has to either be his niece or a member of the Saudi royal family. Andrade beats Sin Cara despite Sin Cara bringing in an equalizer for Selena Vega. No one seems to know whether her name is Carolina or Catalina. I'm hoping for a future split personality storyline, like Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, or Finn Balor and the Demon, or Vince McMahon and the guy who calls up NXT talent and buries them. In a most heinous and perfidious act, a local talent tag team passes themselves off as Chicago Cubs stars Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant in a match with the Viking Raiders. Do not be fooled. It was no true Rizzo and Bryant who got cheap heat from the St. Louis fans and got wrecked by the Raiders. Rollins beats Rowan in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Rowan is screaming that Rollins is embarrassing him on TV, while Rollins is actually still stinging from embarrassing himself with that terrible Hell in a Cell stoppage. Maybe they should call this a faux pas counts anywhere match? Huh? Huh? Anyway, it ends with him pinning Rowan under forklift, a la the 1999 Foley Rock halftime heat battle. Although, judging by the fan reactions to Seth, I think they want to see him recreate Foley's Hell in a Cell match instead. Could it be? Is this some cruel mirage? We thought we would never see them again, but there they are after weeks and months in the wilderness, the Iconics. 
I would watch them wrestle with boredom in traffic, but a match ensues with Natalia and Charlotte, whose only flaw is in denying the Iconics a mic to do what they do best. Here's hoping they watched and learned something from the more skilled and more on TV foes who beat them here. AJ Styles beats Umberto Carrillo in a match that gets Carrillo over as a huge babyface and AJ over as a huge heel. You know, like a match is supposed to do. Apparently Styles' catchphrase, the face that runs the place, is being replaced by the champ that runs the camp. Although I think they could do better. How about the commander of Cheap Pops and Pander? Everybody loves selfies on the toilet. He could be the potygrams of body slams. If his new gimmick is that he's a reliable academic source, he could be the one they cite on Monday night. Ooh, he could claim to be German and go with the hun they fight on Monday night. He could bring the dead reporter character and be the studs turkle of the squared circle. The main event of the show is a king's divorce court where Rusev and Lana air their dirty laundry. It ends with multiple nutshots and Lashley mouthing on Lana over a prone Rusev. Just say they were kissing. That's not kissing. Anyway, Lana's complaint about Rusev is all he wanted from her sex. Sex in the morning, sex in the evening, sex at supper time. When sex is on the Lana, you can have sex only sometimes. So wait, Rusev doesn't listen to her, only wants sex, and since she's having sex with Lashley, clearly the problem isn't she doesn't want sex, her husband is just bad at it. How is Rusev the face in all this? And that's the Raw Recap. Head over to our Twitter, at WWRecap, to win a gift card to the combination Burger King Dairy Queen that doesn't actually exist. The rest of the podcast starts right after this. Chomp the one to help, chomp don't get the kill. Say can't hang, say seven up. Jive ass dude don't got no brains in him. Welcome back to the second half of WW Recap. Uh, I am Robert Clark Chan. I am joined by my co-host, Calder Holbrook. Hey! We have a special guest host this week as Teresa is out uh, doing family business. Doing <laughs> doing business. You don't need to know what the fuck she's gone for. I, Stop prying. I, 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 I believe that she is on a Mary Kay sales tour. Oh, <laughs> on hiatus. Uh, we are joined by a very close personal friend of the podcast erica curry hello everyone Hi. thank you for having me uh so uh yeah you uh don't watch regularly but you have a fair idea you know if someone says roman range you're like yeah i know that guy i know that guy okay, so um yeah let's just dive right into it we started out segment one page walks out for a hot second i was like who the fuck is is that Sasha Banks? I couldn't quite tell. Like, <laughs> eh, whatever. Ooh. Paige, great. Um, yeah, and she came and introduced the Kabuki Warriors, and we thought there was going to be, uh, um, they're going to get back together, but no, turned on her, turned on her, green mist right in her face. Oh, terrible. And then Becky Lynch comes out. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I can't say enough about how super awesome this thing uh, started out because they no no explanation given for them betraying Paige and frankly no explanation could possibly have made it more delightful than it was. Uh you you didn't hear the explanation because you don't speak Japanese. No, uh, but I, I I do speak tone. <laughs> mm, as it's subtitled foreign language insert here as i would see it scroll across the screen um again for the record i 
love the gimmick of them speaking Japanese and not caring that nobody understands and that being a heel thing. Uh, and I'm pretty sensitized, I feel like, to like the racist uh, through lines that go run through wrestling. And I don't get that vibe, even though I feel like I pretty clearly speaking a foreign language equals heel is racist, <laughs> but I'm not, I, I, I don't feel that I, I, I love it. It's a great bit. Uh, any, any heel tactics, uh, these lovely women pull all about it. As someone on Twitter put, put it today, uh, they turned heel while being heel. They they double healed. They double healed it. They're tri- triple healed, I would even say. <laughs> and and inside of them, a double helix DNA strand. Inside all of us, we're all one. <laughs> in that sense, uh, the, the the DNA was inside us the whole time. Which means, of course, that Oscar spit green mist into her own face. That's really profound of you to say. Yeah, in it though, I'm deep. <laughs> um. Becky Lynch runs out for the save. I, I will say, I will say this: I don't like that they're really underselling the green mists. If since time immemorial, since at least the um, I don't know, I remember it in the eighties. Like it may even be farther back, like the seventies or sixties, even uh, when when Asian wrestlers spit green mist in your face, you're dead. You're dead. You keel over. You can't. You're you're writhing in pain. It's like venom being sprayed in your face. The page you're like, oh, give me some water. Ugh, my makeup's ruined. <laughs> I want her on the ground, blood coming out of her ears. Yeah, I want her bawling. I want her yes. like to be inaudible mm-hmm. for what she's asking for because she can just scream. Yes, and and just doesn't. This is the mark completely here. Uh, Becky Lynch comes out, and we go straight to uh, a match. And I don't know if you watch SmackDown. You probably do. I skip it a lot of times. I started watching this past week, and that first segment that was just all talking with people. I don't want to hear Hogan and Flair talking. They're they're old and doddering and it's just terrible and the whole thing i just could be and here we just start out with like some cool fun heel stuff boom right into a match love it Mm -hmm. love it um thumbs up for me from first segment oh yeah yeah a big a big thumbs up uh the like yeah i i see i see your your point about the um about the no selling of the mist but i did love that they are finding ways of keeping its appearance in the first place like the surprise that I think it should be. Like it should never be like an anticipated thing when it happens from the Kabuki Warriors, even though we know we they do that, specifically because that is the central like element of, of uh, Asuka's face paint now. <laughs> oh, God, I love mm-hmm. that face paint. Mm-hmm. The, the dripping green, just like... She like when she first showed up, she had that scary ass China doll mask, and you know over time you just kind of get used to it. Like, all right, scary China doll, yeah, tear my soul apart, blah blah blah. Uh, when she came with that green makeup, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm back to being terrified of her. 
Love it. And you know what's great about it as well is that it's just a practical thing of if you get a snot boogie on your face, it's totally hidden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, you you got you to gotta think ahead. Be practical. Uh, it's a thumbs up for me as well. Uh, I mean, for a bit there, Kyrie was just playing with Becky like she was food. And then Becky came back and retaliated hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole match was just thumbs up for me. Uh, just, yeah. The, uh, the, we, we've got a second uh, uh, segment there. Like we're, we'll, we'll discuss them separately. The first one was uh, just the interview. And then, yeah, segment two, the actual match itself. Um yeah, I would. I, I'm also going to give a thumb up to that like, because it's. I love that if this is just a one-off, it was it was Becky versus Kyrie. Uh, Becky wins because fucking Becky Lynch. That's fine. A uh, first, a uh, first overall draft pick. If I uh, understand correctly from the million times that they said so. That's what well, I was heard. it? Was she? I don't. Wow, I missed that completely the it, first 18 times the 19th time i'm like oh oh she was a first round tracker okay well great. the the it's a subtle tapestry yeah that's <laughs> i just think of vince screaming in the poor commentator's ear subtlety you gotta be more <laughs> subtle god damn it <laughs> nuanced <laughs> Uh, and and you know what was a real big winner in in this segment, generally speaking, was uh, strong messages being sent from this place and that place. So uh, we we heard of we heard uh, of, of no no fewer than a dozen strong messages that were sent uh, like from one person uh, to another. <laughs> and while we didn't hear what those messages were, just the strength really radiated out. I. <laughs> really could have used them tell me what the messages were because it didn't seem any different from any other uh match so so what would the message convey look vince respects the intelligence of his audience and he's not going to spoon feed them the message that he's going to spoon feed was so strong i see what you're saying it's like like when you got an english degree you learn to take apart a text and and uncover hidden meanings so a, a good wrestling fan should be able to tear this down, find the hidden symbolism, mm. uh, the foreshadowing. <laughs> the the aftershadowing. The synecdoche. The, uh, the uh, umami. I'm... <laughs> How dare you? That's probably racist. <laughs> I'm just like running through my list of like dictionary of literary terms that I got my freshman year of English. <laughs> like, ah, give me another one. Give me another one. Oh, uh, uh, well, way to brag about being through one year of English. <laughs> I'm I'm educated. I'm educated. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it was a uh, it was a delightful segment. I don't think you can. Oh, wait, I, I, I take that back. You can you can mess up like the talent that was in that segment, but they didn't this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, yeah, I like. I, I, I'm fine with this being a f- if this turns into a feud somehow. Um, we figure out like like maybe the Kabuki Warriors just like just uh, jump Becky all the time and just beat the crap out of her and that sort of thing, and we continue on to a, a big blow off. Or if this is just like a one off thing, like. Let's let's kick off Raw with a bang, have something interesting, and then move on. Forget it ever happened. I'm okay with that too, because either way, uh, I was entertained. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, it right. was fun as heck. Yeah. 
segment three, R-Truth versus Buddy Murphy. Uh, R-Truth comes in for an entering interview with Charlie. Um, he, uh, uh, he is not Buddy's buddy, as we learn, which is a shame because Buddy Murphy seems like a nice guy. <laughs> it, 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 it does bum me out. Um, I, I mean, I, I hate to get ahead of this storyline because it's an, it's an inordinately possible that, um, that's exactly where we're going to end up. Uh, I, I sure hope so. <gasps> Are they going to be the new shiny bun boys? Oh my. Uh, we have a running gag, not entirely a gag because, you know, we really kind of hope, uh, Teresa keeps wanting, um, two wrestlers who hate each other so much and then eventually hug and... Uh, become a tag team, and, 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 and that's Shakespearean. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shiny Bun Boys is the uh, the name of that team because it was <laughs> uh, uh, Ricochet and um, Short Guy, Short Guy, Stocky, Short uh, Apollo, Stocky. Apollo Cruz, Apollo Cruz. Um, they uh, both wore shiny trunks that day, so or as I call them, their wrestling panties. <laughs> Uh, wrestling panties would be, uh, you, those would be the, the short ones. These were full length. Full, oh, these are full. Full leg, yeah. Full leg panties, uh, as we you, call them. You, yeah, yeah, The technical term. Uh, you call those, uh, uh, boxer panties? Mm, the yeah. boxer, yes, yes. Now, to be clear for Teresa, it's, it's not sexual hugging, but that is something I am open to. Okay. Me yeah. as well. Just, just, there's a... I assume there's an entire section on Pornhub for this sort of thing. So get get your yah yahs out over there. Knuckles, <laughs> Googles immediately. If you have a, a, a source on any uh, porn of that nature, send it in <laughs> for research, of course. Yes, I will tell you this on another podcast that shall rename nameless, but it rhymes with knowing is half the. Blogcast. Mm. <laughs> um, I have often done research into things like um, Pokemon porn, which we were joking about, and then I actually like Googled it, and it turns out there's this place called Wood Rocket that does uh, all sorts of like parodies, and some very good ones actually. Uh, I'm I'm told because I've never actually watched <laughs> uh-huh, any uh-huh, of them, uh-huh, uh-huh. but at least I know their production values are very high. Hmm. Like they did a Star Trek uh, porn parody. And, you know, got, like, legit costumes. All look great. Uh, but they did a Pokemon one. I'm like, ha what's this? No! <laughs> they got a woman and, and painted her in this grotesque mutant-like... She was supposed to be Pikachu. So she was all yellow with, like, blacks or, like, brown spots all around her head and, like, ears. And it was, it was horrifying. And... Then she just had sex like normal porn, mm. and just, ooh, oh, oh. <laughs> and, and it, it, it's specifically the normal porn sex that's revolting you. Uh, yes, <laughs> I'm okay with crazy mutant mice people, but uh, and she, ew, penis she, and vagina. She had sex in the missionary position. <laughs> it's the heteronormative nature of this sex that is revolting to Exactly. Me. If there's fewer than six people having sex at the same time, like, why even bother? Like, mm. like, why are we even doing this? Yeah, if there's anyone in there that even fits into like a binary gender construct, then that's that's just a little too vanilla for me. Out. I'm out. 
the match ends, of course, with um, the the freak show running in, chasing Sunil Singh for the twenty four seven belt. Uh, they run around the ring a few times, leave, and Buddy Murphy's like, "Whoop!" scoops in and and beats our truth, which is yeah, that's fine, man. Like, uh, it, it was nice. I don't know if our truth uh, was like I. Can I just have a goddamn match? <laughs> I haven't had a match in a year. Uh, or if they're just like, yeah, let's, um, let's just get Buddy Murphy in on this. Have a decent match because R-Truth is a real good wrestler. It was uh, very Alice in Wonderland-esque. Yeah. It was both a, a divergence into another world, but also just the complete running around the ring. I was yeah. just like, Ooh, who, who wins? Who wins? Who wins? Who wins? <laughs> and, who wins? Who wins? Who wins? And, and just to sh- shed some light on what the current hierarchy of the 24-7 chase appears to be, we we had uh, the Singh brothers in the lead, followed by uh, No Way Jose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... One one of the brothers, I don't know who who has the uh, clapper, was clapping it as he ran along, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand why that was. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. I I think that he was attempting to get the attention of any of the cameras that are uh, filming uh, Monday Night Raw, like mistaking them for one of his own. Those poor sons of bitches. There's there's an, an editor who's trying to sync up the sound in post and it's like why stop clapping now now uh the clapper has the potential to be a pretty interesting weapon if you clap it on a person uh but um but as yet they have not uh, tapped into that potential oh so he's doing like a pete dunn thing where he puts the fingers in and cracks them and yeah the finger would be one appendage that you could get in there don't nope 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 no <laughs> you have no sense of history you don't know about kayantai and choppy choppy your pee pee just know that that darkness lurks around this bit that you're you're making you're 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 joking like it's not a thing they could possibly do and i tell you it is it is and it could be very very bad don't remind any of the writers who clearly are listening and give them bad ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of this segment? Uh, I don't I, like I, I like virtually anything our truth does is is already a thumbs up. I, I guess I'll give it a thumbs up. I like I, like it was Buddy Murphy deserves a big, big push. Uh, and and him and, and truth are pretty great. And. I'm just a big fan of the 24-7 chase group whenever they show up. And this was the longest I think they've been on screen in a in a single stretch because they went around the ring about a dozen times. Uh, it was a thumbs up for me. It was a lot. They were doing some cardio. It was a thumbs down for me. Okay. Mm. I don't feel like we got into the match enough. Uh, there, It just it felt distracting. It just wasn't for me. Um, I would normally give this a thumbs down. Because the thing I don't like about the 24-7 thing is the way the tone switches so violently. It's it's like you're like hard, serious, switch to goofy, uh, and then switch back. Uh, I, I do like a nice smooth transition there. But for some reason, the running around the th- ring thing, when they came out, I'm like, the fuck are you doing? Stop that. No. And then like this, about the sixth time, I'm like, I get oh you know what this is pretty and then they ran out through the crowd I'm like 
All right, you got me. Take your clappers, you silly scamps. Get out of here. Uh, well, I feel shame, but what are you going to do? Uh, next segment, AOP, uh, talking about native tongues and being disconcerting. Now, I want to hear, like, first and foremost from Erica, because Erica, like, has, has not, uh, like, been watch, uh, like, watching AOP, like, do their thing like we have. Uh, so, like, before we taint you, what did mm. you think about that? Oh, I found it, like, very intriguing. I was like, all right, all right, bring some pain. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was all in and also a little intimidated. Like I can see how this promo was going to be building to something bigger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's certainly been the hope like for for multiple months on our part. Uh and I agree that there's a there is a big intimidation factor there in that uh the uh, like both of AOP like uh, like clearly do their their shopping at uh the men's big and wide uh, <laughs> suit store. They are big and they are wide. No and so question. you said for months now. So have they been cutting promos but yet not doing matches? They yes. have not left that room. And since, this is yeah. The difference between them and later we'll see Alistair Black do basically the same thing. Yeah. It's just in a room and like, uh, and there was definitely a point where I was getting real sick of that. But then he get, went out and started having matches. And now Great. he's in his room uh, and then goes out and has a match. Yeah. Great. Uh, but AOP, I don't know why they're still there. Is, do you but, think they're hiding an injury? Possibly. Uh, is one of them pregnant? Is that an option? <laughs> I had, I hadn't considered it, but now that you bring it up, I'm just saying there are weirder things that have happened. They're wearing baggier and baggier shirts to work. And, and, and I mean, Maria Canales disappeared. She's pregnant. Maybe they took her baby, and and now it's. Are surrogating and surrogating? Surrogating, yes. yeah. Surrogating. I think that's the term. Yes, <laughs> and, They're junior surrogating. And 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 here's another um, like uh, theory that I'll I'll throw out there. Uh, AOP are recording these promos from the international terminal of an airport where they are stuck. The terminal starring uh, Tom Hanks style. Oh, they they're, they Is can't. That a plot immigration. Of that movie? Uh, yeah, yeah, like that. Like uh, uh, Tom Hanks uh, comes from the Eastern European nation of Krakosia, and because in flight his home country dissolves in civil war, he is stuck in the international terminal because his visa has become invalid. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow, that Tom Hanks he could he can get anything greenlit, can't he? But he cannot get it uh, profitable necessarily. <laughs> What are you gonna do? Actually, I don't know. Uh, hey, if you know the uh, the the uh, the profitability of the terminal starring uh, Tom Hanks, uh, uh, like uh, tweet us. Send us a tweet at WW Recap. We will not bring up box office mojo on our computers, so we leave it to you. <laughs> I have my computer open. The keyboard's right here. I'm not going to type. I could type in bo, and box office mojo will come up because. I don't I'll go to any other websites that start with B.O. It, it, it actually looks like you have Box Office Mojo on your bookmarks, uh, like a... Like a yeah, there it is, right yeah, at the top yeah, bar. Right on the not top bar. Gonna, <laughs> not even going to touch this mo- mouse pad to uh, move the cursor up. Hey, Siri. 
No, no. <laughs> I've disabled it specifically for this reason. <laughs> uh, I just... I thought it was weird that said uh, at the end they said, and that's all you get to know this week about AOP. It just felt like a real weird seventies kind of throwback. And like <laughs> it was, that's all for this week it, on AOP. It, it was a yeah, it, it, it was a nice homage to the old AOP matinee serials of the thirties. Yeah, yeah, or uh, the show that was on like right after Tom Snyder, <laughs> AOP <laughs> just had a, like a late late night show where they just sat down with. <laughs> visiting dignitaries and whatnot and just had a real rap session with them yeah i want to see those guys in the ring um i mean they used to be in the ring and they're fine they're they're big dudes and you know they do the the kind of squash match thing real well Mm -hmm. um be nice to see him wrestle uh also later this segment we want the smoke the street profits came out talked for like a minute it was like a two-minute entrance. Talk for a minute. Two-minute exit. Could have watched. Mwah. It was. I'm, I'm trying to get three that hours together. of the Street Profits. It was magical. <laughs> Every time the goddamn Street Profits come out, I think the same thing. Exactly that thing. Like, yeah, give me the whole, give me the whole night of them. Uh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't say anything in particular. No. Um, just like yeah. Uh, they they got the crowd chanting. They were on their side immediately. Yeah, I mean immediately. And and then then again, like there's that contrast to AOP because basically, for some I, I don't even know how it happened, but like they were on NXT, they're wrestling. Uh, they're good wrestlers. They were uh vying for the championship. I believe they actually won the championship. And then showed up on Raw the next week, and just talked. They're just like, hey, we're here, like, coming up later in the show, friggin' AJ Styles is gonna do a thing. And we're like, what the, what the hell are they? And then the next week, they were there and did the same thing. And people were just like, who are these people? Who are these lovely people who are on my TV? I want to see more of them. And that's all they did. They just talked. And they were just kind of like h- hanging out. And it was the best. And now here they are, still just doing that yeah i i want to i predict this that uh, if you dig into it you're going to find that uh that uh that angelo dawkins dawkins and montez ford each have a copy of some uh steven spielberg uh biography because this is exactly how spielberg started off his career is by sneaking onto a set into the offices and just sort of like ling loitering around uh, like making connections like with people who assumed that he was supposed to be there because he just entered and and like habited the area with confidence and then was he like and coming up later in the day lunch <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah you, you know you're, you're we want the smoked turkey <laughs> we want the smoke i'm very amused by that i'm i don't give a shit if none of you guys laugh i'm not stopping <laughs> you from from proceeding Uh, here's the thing. Uh, love Street Profits, but AOP's in that segment too. I'm gonna give it a thumbs in the middle, cause you know, uh, profits are great, but boy, it's, it's tough to drag out or drag up an AOP pro- promo for me. Yeah, I, 
I do, I try not to be swayed by somebody else's uh, vote after the fact, but you make a very uh, compelling like uh, case. Uh, it it really heart. it really was two opposite forces. I got I got to say thumbs in the middle as well. Uh, I'm gonna go thumbs up just because I didn't know the context of AOP. I didn't yeah. know that this had been a drawn out uh, a, a next week. Don't. On. You dare apologize mm. for your enjoyment of the show. Yeah. And then Street Profits go, all, I mean, if I could give them two thumbs up, I'm going full Roger and Ebert. Like, I I, I see the Roger Roger uh, uh, and uh, Gene in your thumbs. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at them. All the I'm way up. I'm feeling their souls radiate from your opposable appendage. <laughs> That's what they would have wanted, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, Ricochet versus McIntyre is up next and boy I tell you what um, if I have to watch two weeks in a row of dudes wrestling the same match uh, I want it to be Ricochet and uh, Drew McIntyre I just want to watch Ricochet in every segment I don't care if it's on Divas I don't care if it's on the Royal Housewives I want to see Ricochet in every Every show I watch on television. Here's the thing. You got WWE Network. There is so much. I assume you do. I assume you do because everybody. Has, come on. It's only nine ninety nine a month. And uh, nine ninety nine. And, and and with with uh, like uh, with a thirty with a thirty day uh, trial, you get uh, Crown Jewel for free. <laughs> okay. Sp- you know what? Sponsored? No, that's not a selling point. So please don't bring that up. Please let's wait until that pay per view is over, and then we can bring up the thirty day free thing because. Yeah, even just knowing that it's lurking on my Roku somewhere is saddening to me. Well, do do you worry about your son possibly like stumbling upon Crown Jewel, and then us having a serious talk and me be and him being like, "I learned about watching you, Dad." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do. That like, I can imagine, like it being every parent's worst nightmare, that the literal first words of their child are, "I learned it from watching you." Look, he's already figured out how to turn the goddamn TV on and get to uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. So it's only a matter of time before he digs in and starts finding old Hulk Hogan promos. He becomes a big fan of the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> just, just all the dregs of of my. <laughs> Of my television watching. Uh, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ricochet is always great. And he sells. And McIntyre is a big dude who can also move. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, yeah, it's a great matchup. And, and uh, I, I learned something uh, about uh, physiology from this segment. Because as we learned from our commentator team... Uh, adrenaline can make a man do crazy things. What? Uh, like, uh, like do like in- in- insane flips and and rolls and and live to tell the tale, as we saw here. I knew that adrenaline could help a mother lift a car off her son mm-hmm. or a baby. Uh, help you recover from a drug overdose. Yes, as we have learned in the. Famed uh, documentary Pulp Fiction. 1994 documentary Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, these guys are great. I loved McIntyre. Uh, he did a little, 
Hulk pump as a taunt. Uh, also, did it to the hard cam when Hogan was behind him, which was when I stopped and thought about that. I was like, that did it. You know what? Let it go. Just <laughs> let it let it be what it is. No, it's it, 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 it's a delight to watch these guys work and knowing that neither, neither one of them is doing it as a flunky for Shane McMahon. It, it only makes it all the sweeter. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness. That's over with. Uh, Orton uh, runs in and gives an RKO to uh, uh, Ricochet. So we don't get that uh, that 50-50 booking with uh, Ricochet getting the win back. Uh, from last week, which is nice, like that. Still not clear whether it was a DQ or a no contest. They just the the just the, the match just stopped, and yeah. Orton's music played. Well, you know they you know they 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 saw how how much uh, everybody loved the uh, the Hell in a Cell uh, uh, Rollins Fiend ending, and they were they were just like you know <laughs> gi- giving us what we want. <laughs> yes, just nothing. Just nothing, no win, no loss, just just a thing happening. Look, this is a, like a, like a, another case of you wanting the easy conclusion, the spoon fed, <laughs> like black and white uh, <laughs> resolution that in our in the world that I live in <laughs> is not a reality. Uh, sometimes things just stop without it being clear whether it's a win. For the tall Scottish maniac or the literal superhero. So what you're suggesting is that every match end with a title card that says the end question mark. Uh, I, I I guess what I'm what I'm like looking for is some kind of a, like a like a French uh, new wave thing or an Italian neo realism sure. deal. You know, Let's like get David Lynch to direct every episode of Raw. I mean, Honestly, mm-hmm. take my money now. <laughs> Sounds good, huh? Take my money Sound like now. a joke at first, and you're like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. there's some places we can go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I, uh, shout out for the little red-haired girl. Oh, my God. Who kept coming back yeah. on the match yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Shout out to the cameraman who shout- found her. Too. Exactly. Like, that She was iconic in the crowd. <laughs> if you are... The adorable little red-haired Moppet. Tweet at us. We are given new life in this cruel world from your glowing, innocent visage. Mm-hmm. Is Moppet rude? Like, if I call... Eric, if I called you a Moppet, would you take offense to that, or would you feel good? Wow. I I would definitely pause and be like... Yeah. Yeah. In what context? Mm. What does my hair look like today? I mean, hair is an armor that we wear. We 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 saw we saw a little red-haired girl. Mm-hmm. If you had that hair, she a moppet though. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The way you said yeah. it definitely sounded mean. Oh, no, so, no. I don't like, know. Mine was more like fierce, like uh, she a moppet. When uh, I <laughs> when I like, say it's a bop. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw I saw the neck crank on that. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. When uh-huh. I say moppet, I picture the child protagonist of a Dickens novel. Yeah. Like bedraggled, yes. Mm-hmm. Worn by a cruel world, yes. Mm-hmm. But pure of heart, mm-hmm. uh possessed of of a steadfast determination, yes. Mhm. Like this is who we all wish we would be. Uh, here's, I mean, that just makes me think of like Fontaine. I'm like, I love her, don't want to be her. Like, 
girl gets kicked to the curb in Les Mis. I don't know Les Mis. Same. Come on. Come on. How could you miss Russell Crowe in his iconic performance? Just that glorious baritone occasionally hitting the right notes. We were both busy. Didn't we have family in town? Uh, we got a new job. <laughs> we had to return some library it's books. On, we were busy. It's on DVD. You could, I'm sure it's streaming for free many places. I had a, an appointment at the DMV. I, I, think the, I think the Ren Fair was in town. Yes, that was the same time. So I mean, we were super busy. We missed it. Mm-hmm. I, I did see uh, the John Mulaney SNL lobster sketch, though. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to give that a thumbs up because I can, and it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say thumbs up as well. Yeah. I gave it a thumbs up. Next, we have Umberto and the OC. The OC comes in and gives him shit. After a long pause, it looked very much like a missed cue. Like they're waiting for someone to go three, two, one. Mm -hmm. And they're just waiting. And just wait, just standing there looking at him, which is uh, it, it not in an intimidating way, like, you know, like your your posse comes up and like stare down uh, someone that you're bullying or whatever, but more like like and I'm picturing that little typewriter from Sesame Street going and waiting to type on himself. Um, but then, yeah, he just uh, uh, gives him shit. And we're gonna fight later. Um, I believe it was it was here that we got what I think is one of the most devastating burns ever leveled on anyone in pro wrestling. Do you have that? I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> you don't live in this world. That was Lou Gallows for the win. That was amazing. A sick um, burn. They just the OC are they have such great chemistry, and it's great to just have AJ up front, just like dropping bombs, and then the two of them, uh, Gallows and Anderson, just by the side, just like making comments that. Like sometimes are direct hits and sometimes are just fucking loopy left field business that just adds such texture to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It oh. was I still I couldn't say what I believe that means or is meant to imply, but I keep repeating it in my head in just the most incredulous tone and, and shaking my head. It's it, it it might be the thing that I walk away from my lifetime of watching pro wrestling with. <laughs> Is it a burn that you could drop in a Seven Eleven though? Like, could you take it with you into your life and use it? Yeah. Have you seen the way some people behave in public? Okay. Here is uh, me. Mm-hmm. I'm at a uh, Pizza Hut Taco Bell. Which I'm... side are you on? Is, I've never actually been in one. Are they like two separate sides? Can you can you go to a cashier and order both? I uh, no. I I feel I feel like it's like split nerd style. Oh wow! Well, that's unfortunate. So you have to like if you want a personal pepperoni pan pizza and also three taco supremes, you have to go to two separate registers. I think you might. 
I think you might. Do they have different soda options on I these know things? at the drive through it's one option. Oh, that would suck. I've never been either. inside of one. I have, but I'm, I, I think, I think it's split, but I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. Okay. To be fair, none of that has any bearing on what I, what okay. I'm fashioning okay. here. I'm in a Pizza Hut Taco Bell and I'm standing there and I'm like, uh, oh, I don't know. What should I order? I don't. Uh, I I can't decide. So many different options. Like I could get breadsticks, but also I maybe I want churros. Here's me standing. You walk up to me. I I see you out of the corner of my eye because you're like like right here. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? I, okay, I turn and you say. You don't live in this world. <laughs> she she, just, she she looked down at her paper. She it's <laughs> that says to me that this does not work because it didn't flow naturally. It didn't come from the bowels of your soul. It's it's late, and I wanted to make sure I was quoting it correctly. <laughs> well, here's I promise in the morning it'll be right off the cuff. <laughs> I'm I'll, I, I'll, I'll be off book tomorrow. I'll be off book by the time the show happens. I promise. <laughs> you have one line. I will be messaging your significant other tomorrow and ask him if uh, if you drop that line on him. Just know that I will be doing that, so you better all right. You better make it happen. I'll, right, here's, I'll organically work it into any conversation from here on out. Here's here's the scenario I was envisioning. Mm-hmm. All right, you're walking down a, a dark alley to your car. Certainly from um, a, a Burger King DQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what? <laughs> You just made that up. Don't don't taunt me because that would be awesome. So many like two different kinds of onion rings. I could get I could get a Whopper and a Blizzard. Just boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. You and it, like you can you can get yeah you can get a burger from the Burger King side, or you can go over to the Hot Eats side of the DQ <laughs> side and get a second burger. Also, to be clear. I would get a peanut butter puster parfait, except that my uh, son is allergic to peanuts, so I don't want to risk him getting uh, sick. Mm. Uh, and so you're, you know, you're you're enjoying the the fact that you had a big king and, and mm-hmm. also a uh, a chocolate coated uh, like chocolate vanilla swirl. Oh yeah, with the dip cone. Yeah, dip cone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling that now. I, I I know what that feeling is. Yeah. And I'm picturing that. I'm putting myself in there, and I'm okay. Your hands are a little sticky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you're kind of thrown off by that, and mm-hmm. and and looming looming before you oh. is 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 looming. a mugger. Uh, uh okay. all right. Like uh, like there's nobody around. Like the mugger, the mugger like is cackling and 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 demanding demanding money. And, but you're like this guy seems like he's so on edge that even if I give the money, he might get spooked and mm-hmm. and, and 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 plug me. And and you 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 look him dead in the eyes and you say, "You don't live in this world. You don't live in this world." And 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 I believe that that gets in his head so effectively. Mm-hmm. That that you're able to make make good your escape, it's even a, full up with with a big king and and dip cone. Yeah, 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 and 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 you're feeling all. You're also feeling bits of of both uh, like dinner and dessert in the corners of your mouths. And it's it's a it's a tiny bomb that you plant, and it doesn't go off immediately. Like it does have a little bit of an impact, right? But the real impact is you going, what. What did he mean by that? 
What so, does that even? Like he grabs your wallet and he's about to walk away and he's like, hold, did, hold on a second. That's the, come on. What? How? A, like I am a per. Yeah. And I, it, you see how like this is like the the dropping acid of Burns because like twenty years down the line, you're like <laughs> you. Don't live in this world. He goes to his therapist and he's like, sit down. I've booked two sessions back to back. We've got to unpack this immediately. My God, I feel so bad for Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. How is he even going to? He's got those dimples. Don't feel bad, friend. He's going to be All of that sadness just drained down into his dimples and out of his body. He ain't got a care in the world. Not a care in the world. Wait, if there's anybody who's never been in a combination anything, anything in his life, it's the gorgeous, gorgeous specimen of man. He would not be seen dead in a place like that. Just a baby face. He just, he would walk up to one. And the entire restaurant would just slide off him. He, he would be he would be at a combination Korean day spa uh, slash um, like a vibrating chair store. <laughs> a Brookstone. <laughs> well, put whatever brand name you want. I, I don't. <laughs> They're not paying us. Don't don't drop a Brookstone. They're not paying us. Uh, Is there a store that's entirely made up of those vibrating chairs that are in front of Brookstone? <laughs> Uh, this segment is sponsored by Brookstone Vibrating <laughs> Chairs. Uh, yeah, get get ten percent off with short 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 code. <laughs> short short code. Ooh, how many O's is that? Uh, it's actually zeros. Oh wow, that's mm. so much weirder. Viking Raiders next up, <laughs> Rizzo and Bryant. Uh, who I have been told from uh, the one here who watches baseball that are, are actual um, players on the actual Chicago Cubs team, but these aren't the actual Chicago Cubs players. This is this is uh, this is uh, an unfathomably deep like con played upon us because yes, Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo are star players for the Chicago Cubs and. And they they are doing this in spite of not having them. This 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 entire thing is is meant to get like a pop from the St. Louis crowd because like they should be so so delighted to see the Viking. This is this this is like an abstract concept. The like there there's I no I love it. This is already. This is already getting a thumbs up. Once mm -hmm. I once I understood that, uh, like these two indie wrestlers are playing baseball players. I don't know if they're if they live in St. Louis and that's like their continuing gimmick is just that there's these Chicago Cubs players, so they would always be the heel. Or if they are they, you know, are touring. And they just go through towns and like maybe they play other uh, players from other teams, mm -hmm. you know, just always whoever you hate. Yeah, I love it. It's it's uh, it's an it, it's an interesting way to go. Or I think like this is like easily the most thought uh, that's ever gone into the identity 
almost the most thought that's ever gone into the identity of a squash team because uh the like uh the, the heavy machinery went up against like the alleged like tag team champions of some like rural northern california county oh right right, uh, right. like outside of that like yeah it, it led it lends credence to the idea that um like this is something that those guys do because it's hard to imagine anybody would go to the trouble of concocting that for the 10th in a row of squashes for the Viking Raiders I mean I could definitely see some writers like slipping one by Vince be like who the fuck are these guys like no trust me the crowd will hate him alright whatever mm. uh but then also, yeah, uh, Raiders in a squash match and, you know, uh, Raiders are great and uh, right, yeah. squash matches are what you do to uh, get them more over as their gimmick. So, yeah. yeah. Thumbs up for me all around. Yeah. Uh, in spite of the fact that I think that WWE is opening itself up to a massive uh, like defamation lawsuit from the real... Uh, Rizzo and Bryant. I'll I'll also give it a thumbs up. Uh, we we can go back and fix it if it turns out that there is a lawsuit. Uh, we could lower it as as you as you see fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. We have that, that power. There's nobody over us. We don't have bosses that are telling us uh, that we need to uh, maintain any sort of <laughs> integrity. <laughs> yeah, just just yeah, just if we can just keep the accounting books open on that one in case. Sure. Yeah, okay. I got you, boo. Thank you. Andrade versus Sin Cara. Uh, another uh, return match. Only this time, uh, uh, Andrade has Selena Vega, of course, who uh, will come and give you a flying head scissors every once in a while to alter a match. But Sin Cara has Catalina, question mark? Or Carolina, Carolina. question mark? We're not real sure. But uh, her, her, like the actual wrestler's name is Catalina. She just got signed to NXT. Uh, that that's all I know. I think that the I, I'll tell you what I think is the situation is um, when she's on the West Coast, she's Catalina for Catalina Island. Sure. When she's on the East Coast, she's Carolina <laughs> for North uh, and South yeah, Carolina. No, uh, he, uh, Calder, this is national broadcast, so. You know, it's not like the territories where, you know, you can like just change your name. Like people on the West Coast are seeing it at the same time as the people on the East Coast. So. Well, uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is uh, going to force me to uh, call into question uh, like a lot of uh, my uh, prior um, beliefs in and out of uh, pro wrestling. Um <laughs> You know what? I'm just going to leave you to this. Uh, you look like you're having a philosophical dilemma, and I, I, I respect your uh, the time you acquire to get over this. I got. I have a lot of very serious texts to send, so yeah, I'm just going to get to it. There's a great reverse Frankensteiner in this. I, it's a move that I usually don't like, but uh, uh, Sin Cara delivered it great. Andrade sold it great. Uh, Catalina, obviously, she's going to fuck with selena vega because that's why she's here uh she selena does the jump off the apron to do the flying head scissors catalina catches her and fucking slams her into the barrier that looked brutal it was incredible it was fantastic i yeah just the, the the match itself was 
eh. but I mean, I, I I thought it was a great finish, and yeah, like this is the next step in that feud, which I'm I'm for. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all about it. Thumbs up. Uh, yeah. Um, th- a thumbs up if if as I've just been told, um, this is a unified national broadcast. Uh, if, if not. <laughs> Like uh, like prior prior, I would have said thumbs in the middle. But, yeah, uh, yeah, no, we'll uh, we'll go back and fix it. Yeah, if please. that turns yeah, out yeah, to be yeah, the yeah, case, yeah. and in yeah. fact, yeah, uh, people on the East Coast are watching a completely different show from us. And uh, I mean, like like there are schools of thought that hold that you cannot ever know what what is the perception of the world from the eyes of another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that like what is what is what is blue to you? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So people on the East Coast are hearing Carolina, whereas we're hearing Catalina. Yeah, it could be a real mm-hmm. Laurel Yanny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real blue dress. White and gold dress. Thank you, thank you. Could not remember the colors. I thought it was just too short overall. I could have had more of it. Yeah. I went from a... a overall, I'm a thumbs up, mm-hmm. but the length made me think about going thumbs neutral you you going thumbs neutral i'm going thumbs up okay cool cool going follow your heart that's Mm -hmm. the important thing here that's that's what my mother always told me follow your heart my mother told me to follow chan's heart too yeah uh a lot of people it's uh it's a charismatic heart uh jeff bridges right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what reference you're making, but I'm going to say yes, because I want to sound smart. Hey. <laughs> uh, Natalia and Charlotte versus the Iconics. Back from the dead. Whoa, where have they been? Uh, a lot of people don't care for the Iconics, and with good reason. They're not real great in the ring. Um, They're filthy, filthy foreigners from Australia. Also that, yeah. Mm. But, uh, they're, but they're... They get so much great heat. They're they're jerky heels, and they're real over the top. And I I love them dearly. They are like as good of a like um, like pretty pretty on the surface like like cowardly like heel. They they do yeah. that so well, and and their their title run was deplorably underbooked and it, like it's just is a, a crying shame that they were like barely seen then and have been seen not at all since then i th- I, th- I here's the thing is that part of the reason why i love them is because it's real hard to be good as a cowardly heel like it takes a lot of work and it's real easy for it to go wrong um i imagine it was difficult to book them because every match you have to they have to get you know some dumb dq somehow which DQ is uh, not dumb. It's delicious, as established. It's, it's, it's a combination B, BK DQ. Oh. Uh, in the 80s, that was a thing that really irritated me, the sort of cowardly heels that would DQ every week. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what would you fucking... And I think probably at some point they were like, okay, this is too much. Mm-hmm. So they just sort of like got rid of him, lost the title, and... It is what it is. I'm hoping they spent this time like getting better in the ring because they they do have a kind of an issue there. But yeah, I'm happy to see him back. I could have dealt with more, like more 
from this entire match. Like I wanted, I wanted intros. I, I wanted just more mic time from both of them, from both sets of of wrestling. I'm in love with you, Natty and Charlotte. You could probably skip that. That'd be fine. Mm. Uh, but the Iconics, yeah, they should have. They should have given them two minutes to just like come out and be like, bah, 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 and yeah. shoot their mouth off, yeah, and it. then go in and get their ass beat. Yeah, that's what they're there for. Heal it up. Yeah. Um, I went thumbs neutral overall, just because I I just felt like I wasn't getting enough from this match. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going thumbs up just because. Yeah, I, I miss him, and I'm glad to see him back. Yeah, same for me. And uh, uh, oh boy, actually, uh mm. oh, oh, this feels weird. This feels bad. But Natty and Charlotte is like a thrown together team, and I respect them both. I don't really care to see them in the ring that much anymore these days. So, like, w- there's no reason for them to be there, and. God help poor Charlotte if she's getting busted down to the uh, women's tag ranks because for some reason they drafted them both to Raw. Like Becky Lynch is clearly the the star now, so uh, and we don't need another goddamn Becky Charlotte feud. But but it seems to me that it could be they're wanting uh, like a, a team like the Iconics that's good on the mic and not so great in the ring to get as close to some of their women that are much better in the ring as as possible. Like that could be the case here with with a pair like uh, Charlotte and Natalia. Yeah, I guess I would I would hate to see this feud though. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if I where I see where I see it going. I don't like I yeah I can I can see I can see that that the that uh, um, complaint about it if it goes on real long hopefully it doesn't. <sighs> this feels real bad. I don't like doing this, but I'm giving it a thumbs in the middle. Thumbs in the middle. Yeah, I, I'm mm. go, I, I'm going thumbs up just because I really did miss the iconics that much and whatever yeah. whatever it took. I, I'm not sorry. Yeah. Hey hey, don't apologize. Mm-hmm. You love what you love, and that's. That's beautiful. Sorry. It is beautiful. Uh, Rollins versus Rowan. Falls count anywhere. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a thing. It happened. Are they calling him the Redwood now? Did I miss that transition point or is that new? <sighs> uh, Rowan is a tall man. He's got red hair. So I guess we're calling him the Redwood. He's got he's got wood. He's what? I didn't. Is that? Did I miss something there? Was it? Did you have a boner the entire match? Uh, Not that I saw. If this and I were... have a notebook specifically for counting boners. <laughs> what is what is our boner count? Erica's boner notebook. That's oh, that's classy. Mm. Yeah, this was uh, this was uh, this. Th- there was actually a lot that I liked in this match. Like honestly. I don't know. I don't know that I'm. I'm certainly not ever inspired by Seth Rollins, and I. I don't know that I ever am with uh, with Rowan either. But this was a pretty quotable match. Uh, we we were we were cautioned. Be careful of those steps. They're always up to something. <laughs> Good lord! I must have tuned out during that entire match. And you, and you know what? They are up to something. The the next floor of wherever you're at. 
profound <laughs> sage wisdom. Uh, there were you know, there were some good bits. I I did like the sequence at the announce table. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the stomp uh, there, and uh, there's some bits. I mean, I think the honestly, I was going thumbs in the middle on this match up until the closer, mm-hmm. and that made me go thumbs all the way up. <laughs> the closer is uh, the or the finish was. Uh, Rowan on the ground and Rollins grabbing nearby people. Do you know how to operate this forklift? Do you know how to operate this forklift? Grabs him, makes him lower the forklift onto him so that he can't get up. Uh, Rollins stands on the pallet and gets the pin. One, two, three. And and I, for one, am so glad that WWE is is taking seriously the the question of 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 what qualifies someone to operate uh, like uh, like a heavy like like uh, like a machine like a forklift because i think a lot of people believe that it's very easy and that there isn't a high standard of professionalism in in the in the field of forklifting and really nothing could be further from the truth uh like this is this is this is something that is near and dear to my heart and I, I, I'm glad that, that that's how Seth Rollins sees it, too. Yeah, OSHA was, all, was about to be all over their ass, but he got a professional to get in there and operate <laughs> it. And I was like, that's class. I will say this. Uh, it would probably be kind of scary because a forklift is not a light thing. And if the forklift actually like pressed all the way, di- like if they screwed it up and actually pressed down too hard, you would get seriously fucking injured. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's like it's a thing that you wouldn't really want to fuck around with. You would want a professional, which brings to mind the time that a very non-professional Mick Foley did exactly this spot, and it was twenty years ago. As I was watching, I was like, "What? They're not going to do this again?" I get that it was twenty years ago, uh, so that's plenty of time to do the same bit over but this was a falls count anywhere match during halftime heat for the super bowl in 1999 it was in uh empty arena and so they went around and did all sorts of fuckery and then at the end mcfoley mcfoley rock actually i don't even remember who won anymore but the uh, one of them took the forklift and put it down on him because it was a uh last man standing match and so he couldn't get up because he was underneath the forklift and <sighs> thumbs a down that's is that your rating on the the old match or this one oh no the old match was Mick Foley never had a bad match in my opinion uh, so uh that was a thumbs up uh this was a thumbs down i I'm going to give this one a thumbs up just because you know, like they did have some nice moments as they went uh, went through the the arena. I I I I enjoyed the investment with which the uh the question of can anyone operate this thing was delivered. Mm-hmm. There was some nice <laughs> there was some nice stuff out in the concourse and I enjoyed the uh what would you call it the the pathos as as Rowan cried out over the the injustice of Seth Rollins trying to embarrass him on his first appearance on Monday Night Raw, <laughs> uh, and as we as we heard earlier in the show, uh, you never forget your first time. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely not. Uh... Yeah. You think someone spoiled uh, Rowan's uh, first uh, time with a lady? Also, similarly, <laughs> but you, you feel I bet like somebody you really said, it. "Somebody show me how they operate this thing." Oh. Somebody show me how to operate this thing. Yeah, no, I bet <laughs> that terrible flashback. And and that that leads us to where I wanted to go tonight for sure, and that is that um, there is a deplorable lack of of willingness on the part of fathers to talk to their sons about how you operate that thing. Be sure that I will teach my son how to operate that thing thank you thank you for that (laughs) we got alistair in his room again uh and the aj versus umberto match um i i i I think i've reached the saturation point now where the phrase might not got uh, might not have got all of it just screams botched move to me like i know that at some point, they're like, "Okay, we have to call this thing, call these things out," because when someone like whiffs a spot, it it looks bad. When the uh, commentators have to be like, "Oh my god, he just destroyed him with that kick that just, mm-hmm. just didn't get anywhere near his head." Uh, so they they use that phrase. The fact that they use that specific phrase, he might not have got all of it. Just uh, it does not work for me anymore. That's, and I suppose that you also no longer hear the bell in the Polar Express. I know what you're referring to, but again, here's another Tom Hanks film that I have <laughs> straight up missed. How dare you? Uh, intentionally so. Because the eyes? I have not heard a single person tell me that that was a movie worth watching. But the, or that they were happy that they saw it. But the beloved children's novel... I, I'm happy to read the book. I will, I will, I will buy that book and I will, I will read it uh, this Christmas. Not gonna watch the movie. Mm. My favorite uh, commentary from this match was, uh, "He's got educated feet." Mm-hmm. Yes, this was this was <laughs> lovely. This was lovely. Uh, that's a that's a classic. Educated back in the days when men didn't actually lift their feet off the ground so much in wrestling, they just like. Slapped chests and you know moved, uh, shuffled around. Anybody who could get a kick above a knee was like educated feet on that one. Ooh, <laughs> look at the fancy pants. Went to foot college. Well, it, is, is it possible that educated feet is meant to be a homophobic taunt? Possibly, oh. <laughs> just because anyone who reads a book is a darn flaming f word. <laughs> Uh yeah, I that that is my implication. Yeah, yeah, could be. Uh but that line was uh possibly no match for the beauty that is the champ that runs the camp. The champ <laughs> that runs the camp. I mm, um I did not care for the face that runs the place, but I appreciate that they're continuing the whole bit and I look forward to many more. Oh, let's not forget Accident. He got accidentally horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of great commentary in this match. That sounds like something that Brett Kavanaugh would have said. <laughs> yes, he got accidentally horizontal. Uh, that's 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 uh, entitled white guy code for rape. Mm. Oh, I see yeah, now. I see. Yeah. 
well, I'll tell you what uh, what I found to be an, an exceptionally uh, insightful line from this match, which is they they observed like quite quite adroitly that the complexity of this match can change so quickly, <laughs> and it's true. Yeah, yeah. From simple to complex, back to simple back again. Back to simple again. That's. Uh, we should have a complexity rating for each match. I th- Add that alongside. The- I think that it works a lot like a crossword puzzle, so that uh, a match on Monday is relatively simple, but by the time you get to the Sunday edition, it's practically impossible. And, and, and thank, go- thank goodness you have the whole day off, because it takes all day. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that is, that is rough. Uh, the, uh, Styles wins. Wins clean, which is fine. Uh, has uh, and then comes back to beat down Umberto, which is also fine. Uh, Umberto got had a great showing, uh, great upside to the kid, uh, and Styles and the OC do the thing. I would love to see them just be sort of a permanent gatekeep, maybe not permanent, but like I like that role that um, uh, 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 Cassisono used to have in NXT, and I think does over in NXT UK now, where like he just like pushes around like younger wrestlers and like ah, i've got all the experience you don't deserve to be here and then you know because he's such a great wrestler like he just he gets him over uh by having his matches that he he loses and you know they get to show up um street profits run in to stop that post-match beat down so now we're gonna have some sort of six man with the street profits and umberto versus the oc Love here it. for it yeah yep. And I'll, I'll tell you this: I, I second your desires uh, for for the OC going forward. And I'll I'll add that I believe that it is absolutely critical that we learn from them who and who does not live in this world. There's <laughs> a lot that we have to learn about the OC verse, the extended OC verse, um, the non canonical OC verse. And hopefully we'll they'll give them the time. And the, the OC twenty ninety nine, solid comic reference there. <laughs> I approve. Uh, thumbs up for me. Yeah, yeah, a, thumb, a thumbs up. Uh, like any any one of the like entities that were involved in this segment on its own, I think would have ensured a thumbs up from me. But it was it was it was maybe what should have ended the show. Yeah, yeah, that would have been real nice. But my boys came in, they brought the smoke, and uh, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the thing that actually did end the show. Mm. Possibly forever? Oh, one can only hope. King's Divorce Court. They were selling it throughout the the night like it was a Firefly Funhouse. Like, when they do a promo for the Firefly Funhouse, like, coming up later tonight, Firefly Funhouse, you hear the pop, even though, like, they're off camera and, you know, like, the backstage and stuff, you hear the crowd go up and, like, whoops and hollers. King's, King's Court, A, no one's interested. B, to slap on the divorce, like, oh, hey, check that out. Look how cool we're being, like, divorce court. It's like the TV show, divorce court, but it's king court. <sighs> they should have gone for the uh, the hot bench uh, reference 
Because I think that's really what the kids are into. Oh, as was that, far as... is that is that the current? Uh... Well, it, it's 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 wonderful. It, it's it's um it's it's a it's a court show with a trio of judges instead of just one judge. The all three a tribunal. All three judges can lob questions, and at the end of arguments, they re- they retire to their chambers to deliberate. And then they come out and render a verdict. And the the best part is that this show is produced by Judge Judy, who came up with the idea when she was on vacation in Ireland and saw that that's how they sometimes do it. I'm on board. I'm not going to lie. No more. That sounds kind of awesome. <laughs> and I'm not making any like unreasonable promises, but it's possible that would have taken some of the sting off of this segment. <laughs> Uh-oh. If they had three aged retired wrestlers, if Flair and Hogan came back to do a three person tribunal uh, where they decided whether or not uh, Rusev and Lana should divorce. Yeah, hey, like if there had been any kind of resolution tonight. Whew. So Lana says the reason why she was sick of the marriage is because Rusev wanted sex constantly. That's why she was banging Bobby Lashley all the time. That's, it makes too much sense. Makes, and and ugh, I don't. He wanted a baby and she didn't. And like they're like she is the she's the heel in this scenario. And the reasons that she lays out seem perfectly reasonable. Right. It was hard to agree knowing who she is, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, that all makes sense. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. I, I don't want to take away from her autonomy as a woman. She's Yeah, she's got to make a goddamn living. And he's not going to be put up because when all these machkobets are uh, running around crushing, th- who's going to take care of them? Not Rusev. Nope. This is some bullshit. Uh, and, and, and let me say that tonight, while I haven't been a big fan in the past... I have to give a lot of credit to Bobby Lashley for how he's been behaving to Lana. He was really being very supportive and very there for Lana in a in a way that like I I have to say I understand her gravitating towards him like it, it, the, like we 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 already know that Rusev would not take her to her dream restaurant and has been busy playing video games uh, in addition to his other crimes. And and Bobby, like, at least at the moment, seems to be, like, there to back Lana on what she wants. I just wish Bobby Lashley were a better actor. Because, yeah, all of the things you're doing are actually uh, things that a good boyfriend would do. Um, But, yeah... uh, it's written so that he is the bad guy in this and also he can't he, he wouldn't know how to sell a face or a heel thing if his life depended on it <laughs> well He's just well i'll suffer his bad acting but i do wish he would be a better kisser wow atrocious the kissing, kissing the kissing honestly it's- he reminds me of a 101 improviser just uh- in his performance and yeah. I see it as like 
two people had just gotten skins or two things had just gotten skin suits like mm-hmm, human skin mm-hmm, suits mm-hmm. and they so were like two Vincent D'Onofrio's from Men in Black yeah and they were like we've got a kiss now to sell it and this I think is what kissing is imagine that for a month and a half or however long this storyline's been going every time they their faces get together it's just like Two birds trying to figure it out. I don't. And 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 above and beyond the the inept like uh, incompetent kissing, you haven't seen the 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 chaste, the reluctant um, back massaging, Mm. the the uncomfortable under the sheets action. Oh, oh boy, it's l- literally like a, an eleven-year-old boy, and I know, having been an eleven-year-old boy, how <laughs> true this is. Because many of my sexual fantasies went it like this. Like if I, if I, eleven-year-old me, were watching this, I'd be like, "That's how sex is performed." Mm-hmm. This all looks completely on the uh, uh, on uh, above board to me. On the books, on the board, on the books, in the level. <laughs> I am a am a child, but I am worldly in the ways of sex things. That's what I call a hot bench. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just disappointed that uh, we we could see that there was going to be some uh, fisticuffs, some fistic hostilities happening, mm-hmm. and Rus- Rusev didn't even bother to move the chairs out of the way like Rollins does. Rollins, when he's <clears throat> out there in one of these... Uh, You're getting choked up. <clears throat> this is important to me. Stagecraft is one of my number one priorities. And you you move the chairs, you move you, you roll out the rug so that you can have the match there. But Rusev didn't... Under- he just, just went at it. I just did, went at it like I an do, amateur. I do hear you, but here is where I credit the eternal hopefulness of Rusev who came to to King's Divorce Court wearing, like, not only, like, his defiled, like, wedding band, but a full suit that, Mm. like, heavily implied that he expected, like, this to go, like, super, super well. And that suit he had to take off with great care. Uh, Like, so he was too busy to help with with the, the set because the, the, the man is 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 trying to do this thing right here. I will only take my costume off before wiping blood off the stage if I am concerned that the costume will be damaged. I am out there. I am cleaning up the mess on stage that I've made in my god-awful tarp sketch about Judge Judy or whatever it is <laughs> because I respect the institution of theater. You know what? None I, of y'all backing me on this. That's fine. No, That's fine. I, I'm yeah. sorry. No, I, I was hoping they would use the chairs. Like again, I was thinking those antique chairs. That's a throne, madam. That is Jerry the King Lawler's throne. Yeah, and to see somebody slam into it would have been great. <laughs> All of you are disrespectful children. I don't have none of it. <laughs> uh, zero thumbs down. Nah. Yeah, I, I, I guess I would say I've previously been giving thumbs ups at least to the the climactic segment of of these uh, storylines. 
but because they went so far that they became like fun like camp and this one did not do that so i'll i'm gonna have to go thumbs down on this one yeah i agree thumbs down it wasn't campy it wasn't fun it was just uh and nobody came off completely clean uh uh, here's the thing. Here's uh, why it's so important for us to have to employ math and and real hard cold data on this thing, uh, because this last segment was so bad. I had forgotten how really good the rest of the show was because I crunched the numbers and this was an 88 percent. Wow. Show. This wow. is the That's best great. show that we've seen wow. since starting this podcast. And uh, like it. Yeah, it is unquestionably worth watching. Just maybe stop and pretend that uh, AJ Umberto was the uh, was the main event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think I, I I would have to endorse that mm-hmm. because like this, it it truly it like first of all, and this is so critical. The show started so strong and yep. so fast. Yeah. And, and like, there were like a lot of uh, like, like recently unseen faces that came back, like for a satisfying moment. Like there was a lot of like really good in ring work. It, yeah, even, even having that concluding segment to, to, to hear that we stay in the mid eighties, even, even given that, yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah. What's the second highest score? Uh, the thing is like a 76. Oh, wow. So this is a huge difference. It's a big leap. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I, I kind of didn't really expect, uh, ever for us ever to get this high up there because over an entire three hour show, there's going to be some clunkers. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some stuff that between three people, you know, are not going to. Are not going to hit all in the same way. So no. Well, I'll tell you what worries me now is uh, I, I'm remembering like the how we rashly promised that if any uh, Monday Night Raw like rose above eighty, that we would give every listener who tweeted us um, a, a a free one hundred dollar uh, gift card to a combination uh, DQ Burger King. And you know what? We made that promise, and we're going to hold to it. We will we will give a hundred dollar gift uh, cards that are usable at any combination Burger King Dairy Queen in the United oh. States, and that's wow. not even just the contiguous. No, yeah, that's Alaska and Hawaii, all of it. Puerto yeah. Rico too. The American, Puerto Rico too. American Samoa. <laughs> also, yep, yep. U.S. Virgin Islands. I think Guam is yep. in there. Guam, all Guam. of them. The, uh, the... Anywhere we have, anywhere there is an American military base. With a combination BQDQ, <laughs> the card will be good there. So I, just wow. hit us up on Twitter at WWRecap, and we'll give it to you. I don't think we're counting the Panama Canal Zone, but... Uh, no. Yeah. No, God, no. No. Like, they tried to put in a franchise there, and it... Uh... It just didn't take. No. No. I think it's just too hot for hot eats there, and that part of it just mm-hmm. really was dragging the Panamanians the just down. had yeah. nothing to do with it. No. But my God, the banana splits oh, there. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. F- uh, get a, hit us up at WW Recap on Twitter. Um, that's, that's all I got. And we're... we're Erica, where can they find you online and looking for you? I am at Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram. And I just started a new Instagram called 
7-Eleven does it again. Ooh. It's my favorite convenience store. I'm in there at least once a day. And I want to highlight all the fun and exciting things that 7-Eleven is doing. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't feel like enough people get up on 7-Eleven. How many rollers have you eaten? <laughs> so many rollers. <laughs> Erica, just to, for our listeners to go out on, what would be one unsung like 7-Eleven uh, treat that uh, you would want people to know about? A peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Ooh. The fuck? Really? You mean like in the in the in the cold fridge? cases? Wow! They make a delightful peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Wow! All now right. they make like a, a a veggie roasted grain bowl with like Brussels sprouts and quinoa and like they make some healthy stuff too. But you're gonna want to stick around for the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> you heard it here first. Well, uh, have you taped the the one where you where you shot that one out like yet, or or is this where they're hearing it first? Oh no, it's it's out. You can go like and read uh, all about the nutritional content at seven, the number seven, the word eleven <laughs> underscore does it again. <laughs> Not at all confusing. Not at all. <laughs> Well, I'm into it. Love it. Uh, you can find me individually on Twitter at 999RPMs. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Calder Holbrook. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.